Hello beautiful souls, welcome to Conscious Revolution Podcast. I'm your host Shivani and this is a space where we talk about mind, body and spirit. In today's episode, we are going to dive deep with a very special guest, Gabriela Rosie. She's one of my favorite people on the internet and if you aren't even following her already, please go ahead and do. You would be inspired all day, every day to open up to your creative genius, to open up to your creatrix energy and gift this world your creative genius. Gabby is a breath of fresh air in this world which is like constantly obsessing about all the one and was ones of the entrepreneurial journey of the being a goal boss. She is someone who just talks and prioritizes art, creativity, and our legacy first and foremost before any vanity metrics. And in this episode, Gabby is actually using genius as she shares all about her personal creative journey, routines, her favorite books, as as a part to her very financially successful and creatively satisfying art business. Gabriel Rosie is an artist and business owner with an ever-expanding dedication to live a multi-passionate life from designing and producing a range of products including the cult classic bad bitch affirmation cards. It's so good. <laughs> to leading the Kretrix Coben and countless other courses and masterclasses, it is absolutely her mission to empower creatives with the skills and confidence to combine two of life's most delicious gifts, art and money. Gabby is really all about making you become your biggest fan and I don't think there could be anything more empowering than that apart from being her long-term fan um I it's just a complete honor to bring her as a guest on this podcast and I'm so glad she's a part of it so really really hope you enjoy take notes check boxes stick up some juicy ideas this podcast is a whole delicious treat to savor and trust me on the other side you would be sitting with either a document to list down your 100 absolute best silly gorgeous ideas or to already kickstart something new something refreshing something creative that's the energy of Gabby that's what I've experienced in my journey of knowing her of connecting to her in all the beautiful ways so I really really hope you enjoy this episode and let us know if you do and how it influenced and impacted you to expand into your creatrix energy Welcome to Conscious Revolution Podcast. I am beyond excited for this conversation. Like I must have daydreamed about having you on the show since forever. So welcome. Thank you. That is like the cutest welcome ever. But thank you. It's amazing to chat with you. I know we've spoken like online, like through the DMs and stuff for so long. So it's awesome to actually be able to see like humans and have conversations with them, even if it is through Zoom and <laughs> podcasts and that kind of thing. It's nice to chat, especially when it's about things that we're both so excited about as well. Yeah. And I just want to give a little backstory for everyone who's listening in here. Like the reason why we have the podcast here is somewhat Gabby, because I think I was in Kretrix round one ever. I think the first time you launched it. And that was when I was like, okay, podcast like 
yeah, this is something that I want to do. This is something like kind of like lights me up and MG energy. And you being you, obviously, even though there was no intention to start my podcast through your program, but it kind of like your electric creative energy just rubbed on me. And I think that was truly the place where I'm like, I want to do this. And I'm like all in it for, even though I did not know how to go about it, what is it like, even I didn't think I had even listened to a lot of podcasts at that point. So thank you, first of all. <laughs> thank you. I love the idea of like electric creative energy as well. I'm like, I need to steal that and use it somewhere. Um, but yeah, I think so many things, you can never know the pieces like looking back, but I think so much as well of like times when I've been super um, excited about creating things and even like creating that first creatrix program. It's like when you're in those heights of energy, and it feels super flowing. The, the fact that you telling me that that did rub off on you and like had an impact and like created this trickle effect of you going out and creating things that can impact other people really just like sets it home for me of why it is so important to create and share what we're creating because we don't know like what ways it can impact people but like keeping that energy going is oh gives me chills <laughs> yeah and that's exactly I think your energy your vibe kind of like and I think some people do have this activating energy it doesn't matter like to be very honest I don't even remember the to-dos or what I did in the course or as such, like, you know, the structure and the material and all that stuff. For me, the biggest takeaway was your presence and your energy to kind of like, uh, got me into this place of not just create this podcast. Honestly, at that time I had just started my business. So it was like a lot of things. It kind of just opened and activated the retrospect energy to be precise <laughs> within me. So I really, really feel like, uh, energy is so important. I think some of us are kind of like, and I don't think you have kind of like just got lucky to have it. I have listened so much of you. I have been following your journey and I think you've been on this road for a whole while now. So a bit about you. How long? <laughs> oh, um, well, I mean, I guess I've always, like most people, like I've always been creating things. I've had some kind of like online business or blog or where that I was sharing things for, God, I'd say like 10 years, like of figuring out that process. And, you know, when it comes to like my own journey or anyone's journey, I think it is just like, there's no real like start and end point. There hasn't, even looking back, I was talking to myself about it the other day because I'm in lockdown right now. So apparently that's what I do. But like, I was always expecting kind of like um, big moments, like realizations, like, oh, when this comes, I'll know that like, I'm ready to quit my job and like go all in. When this happens, I'll know I'm ready to do this thing and like better myself this way because I'll have this new understanding. I'll have this new belief that I guess I was thinking it was just going to drop from the sky one day. But looking back and I can see in hindsight, like how I have switched trajectories and how certain things have had huge impacts on me. But really it's just been like not aware of it. 
during the process, like picking up things along the way and building that momentum and building that energy. So then one day you wake up and it's just, this is who you are now. It's not like you wake up and you're putting on like a new skin suit. Like you've just become that person through the process of doing your things every single day and evolving yourself in so many tiny, like microscopic ways that are almost completely unnoticeable, but in a year, in 10 years, you're a whole different person for real. Yeah. And I think I was reading uh, one of your captions the other day and you said specifically in the last two or two and a half years or something, you've kind of like gone full time. I would love to know what has like, even though you've been on this path and you said you've been creating on and off and however, however that may have looked like. Um, and I know I think creative people, I think on another note, everybody is creative. <laughs> you are kind of like <laughs> always creating on both things, something or the other, no matter in which cubicle you're sitting or in which trajectory you are, like you're always giving birth to something or the other. But specifically, I think what I remember and recall from the caption was like the last 2.5 years or something since you went specifically full time. What do you Mm. think kind of like shifted? Like, of course, mindset and energy is such a big thing. So you as a person, did that change or your energy or the way you just probably see through things or like kind of like viewed your art? Did that fundamentally change to which kind of like changed uh, things around you and in your kind of like professional life and in your like I don't like the word professional but yeah in your career (laughs) yeah so I think it was about yeah like two and a half three years ago when I quit my last job like last corporate last salary job where somebody else was putting money in my bank every month I was about three ish years ago um and before that like I'd had jobs and quit jobs and wanted to make the art thing work like quite a a lot of times to be honest with you and the the freedom of it and the pressure of it like felt huge so I'd quit and then I'd be like oh my god I don't actually know what to do I don't know what I even should do with my time I don't know I just wasn't I wasn't ready for it and I can look back on that and be frustrated and be like oh my god look where you'd be now if like you got your stuff together all that time but I wasn't ready for it and that's fine and I had to go get a few more jobs and hate them more so I knew it would never work but yeah that last job that I quit since then I think the the biggest change has happened since quitting and since being able to like actually make this as a thing that consistently pays me and is working so like when I quit and at the time there was no solid proof really that it would work like I wasn't really making enough money to like live off at the time when I quit that job and it's something that like I don't usually advise people to go about things the way that I did but I knew just within me that I was like I am bored of I guess making excuses and bored of holding myself back and just through you know reading seeing other people who'd done things similar to what I wanted to do people who'd better themselves and seeing over and over again in those stories that it is that diving in like bed in the boats going all in that forces you to have to go all in so before I think I'd always given myself an out 
always, always really quick to be like, okay, I'll just get like a part-time job. I'll get another job and I'll create on the weekends. Whereas me being like, that is never realizing that that was never going to work for me. Like dabbling in creating was just not the way I, I wanted, like my, literally like my day-to-day -day life to look. I wanted the freedom to be able to create anything and everything that I might dream of, like on a day-to-day -day basis. And I knew that having a job did not fit into that future plan. So then it was like, well, now, Gabby, it's time to get really brave and quit the job before I know exactly what to do and like commit myself to my vision of being like, this is the life that I want. I've got everything in me that other people who've done this thing have as well. So there's no reason why like they're any better than me or it kind of seen the world as a level playground allowed me to be like, I've got to figure it out because I don't want my life to have not been me figuring it out. Mm, I cannot actually put into words how deeply those words are touching me. <laughs> uh, I resonate so deeply with it because, uh, yes, and, and I think especially today because just this morning I was meditating and I really, really remember the specific moment in my life when I made that shift of leaving my last part-time job and actually diving just into it blindfolded somewhat but also just trusting in myself and in the universe and so I just can just like feel you on such a deep level because I know sometimes you can reach that level where we're like I'm tired of making excuses how you said mm. so uh, I understand and I and I think I, I connect with the whole aspect of like I love when you said um all of these people are doing it and if they can do it then there's nothing in me that's lacking which cannot who cannot do it uh, who are your big expanders like who are the people who kind of like expanded and showed you these infinite possibilities because for me you are one of them and uh, it's such an important path when we want to kind of like manifest or do something which we've never done before honestly uh, who were these people who ignited mm. your path? Um, always from like being really young, I'd always been really attracted to people who, I guess are kind of like bizarre and like outliers, even in like the creative space. So people like, I was obsessed with David Bowie and like Michael Jackson and Vivian Westwood. Like I'm obsessed to no end with Kanye West. Like. ODB and like Dennis Rodman and these people who like have achieved success in I guess one specific way but they don't keep themselves boxed in on that and they're creating like a multitude of different ways mm -hmm. and just seeing these people be like so bizarre and just so like not the norm and that being the reason why they succeed so them like believing in themselves, betting on themselves and going all in on like figuring out who they are and playing in that space and that being like the golden ticket to their success in creative ways, in monetary ways, just in their lives, whatever you, way you want to look at, was always like, just, I was like, that's the life that I want to have kind of thing. And then just also in like the online space. So reading people's blogs and seeing people really go on that trajectory of like 
blogging part-time and then using the internet and then like social media came around and that gave them access to audiences that I don't know how I would reach or create the things that I do without having like the resources of the internet and social media. Um, that is something that definitely does level the playing ground, even the fact that we're having a conversation now <laughs> from a role around the world, like that is insane. Um, and yeah, so seeing people like come up and create their businesses that way was very much like, oh, I have internet access. Like I'm spending time reading these blogs. Maybe I can just like write my own blog or start my own shop or like hang around on Instagram. Like that kind of thing was like, these things were available. So yeah, having yeah. those resources was expansive in itself. Yeah, and, and, I, and I see you being so you on Instagram and uh, not at all following any of these said quote-unquote rules of how a business should look like on Instagram of how <laughs> oh, an influencer should be on Instagram like uh, it feels like that it's very curated but I know for, for, for because it's just so magnetizing and creative but I know for, for a fact that it's just you it's a reflection of you and uh, how did that start by? Like, how did you like how? And I and I know because I think when I was in Credricks and I saw a lot of artists specifically have this thing uh, about putting their art out there. Like, it's one thing to create art, and a lot of people do that. And but putting your art out there for the world to see and not just see in the online space, a lot of judgments also come across. A lot of it's like this. In earlier times, you would like have this private space of where people would probably buy your stuff or do not want buy your stuff or they would probably like your stuff or won't buy your stuff. But now it's like this whole public show, right? Like it's happening publicly. And as a low-key artist, I would say, uh, even, and I think everybody for that matter, whatever you create, if you write a book, you're still an artist. If you're creating courses, you're still an artist. Uh, how do we really kind of like, get that courage and that self-belief and that trust in our art and in our own selves like to really was it easy for you to put it out there on the gram <laughs> um yes and no so yes because this is why i always encourage everyone to like use the resources that you have available literally for free use that as much as you can um and put the things out there because why not like at the end of the day it's never gonna as scary as it can be and i know it's very very vulnerable sharing your art and the things that you create because it's your art like it's your inner world transformed and created into something that you can share with the people but that is also why it is so special and what actually makes it art if it wasn't you being vulnerable and sharing that thing, then it wouldn't actually have the chance to really connect with other people. So that's kind of the whole point of it. Like the whole point of sharing things, of creating things is to be vulnerable. So I, at times when I've been like reluctant to share whatever, it is about kind of getting over it and, and seeing the bigger picture of what you want to create. Do you want to run a business from this? Well, then you're going to have to like, be brave and share things and show up. Otherwise, no one's going to see it and be able to buy from you. And if you want to grow as an artist, I think 
so much of your work is it being experienced by other people and having that kind of conversation around what you've created um there was another part that I was going to say as well but it left my mind <laughs> it was good as well what was I going to say um it's about sharing it I don't know it'll come back to me maybe <laughs> yeah I think if it's meant to it'll come back um but yeah i i think uh connecting with people being able to be your vulnerable self being able to be your authentic self and yes i love how you said it it can be so vulnerable to share your inner world because it's like the most precious little baby kind of a thing and i remember i think probably elizabeth gilbert has probably written in her book big magic or something around it like do not call your art your baby <laughs> do not call your business a baby <laughs> and Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh because yes it it's so special it's so precious but it can also put so much of pressure and i think you touched mm. base on the pressure initially about it it's emotional yeah, pressure financial <laughs> pressure <laughs> you reminded me of what i was going to say it was exactly uh, about the pressure and i think this is what's different about now we have the resource of social media so we can share things like 24/7 as much as we want with other people but what that what happens with that is it makes running like a creative business it's like you have to be producing things and creating things on par with like coca-cola and like the biggest brands who have whole teams of people creating things and that aren't like that um i guess direct vulnerable process um so there can be that temptation to be like constantly sharing new work and like every single thing every post is like expired in 24 hours basically and then it's like oh i have to create a whole another piece of art so i think for me it's definitely been re recalibrating my relationship with how i use social media as a creative and also being able to create things that i may never show online and that mm. isn't the whole point of it so the my legacy is not going to be like my instagram page like i love, I love, I love it that. it's so fun it's the great way to reach people but my legacy is going to be in the art that i make the clothing i design the books that i write the shows that i produce whatever things that i want to do in the future so that's where i want to put my most energy and i don't there's no timeline on any of that stuff there's no oh my god i have to post like three times a week and this isn't no like <laughs> the art is made and that is where my energy is and i will share like snippets and documents of that as and when i choose and as and when they're ready to be released we don't have to like there's no timeline i think allowing us to like step away from it a little bit and keep our protectiveness over what we're creating and our creative process and our legacy of what we want to create is really powerful i love that creating a legacy and i think somewhere in the instagram world while it's a great tool to connect it kind of like it's very tempting to lose out on your creative energy even your spiritual energy for that matter because yes as you said posting three times a week posting three reels a week or whatever how the, however that the algorithm dictates <laughs> the whole <laughs> uh, paradigm there but uh Yes, I just feel sometimes there's this loyalty towards your own creativity that you probably have uh which sometimes I feel in my creative process sometimes because of this external pressure 
and that's just not social mm. media but also i think i want to also touch upon the financial pressure sometimes uh which as an artist i know you've spoken so much about starving artist mentality and <laughs> i connect with it like right on because even before being a spiritual coach or spiritual teacher or being anything that i am uh i the first creative job i ever did was to write and for me creative for me i am the creative person foremost the most important thing for me that is there and i feel a sense of betrayal at times uh, when i kind of like i'm sometimes i get so focused on uh the numbers and the numbers can be everywhere and i don't know if it's just me but i have seen most of the artists dreading numbers we <laughs> did maths for sure i don't know about you uh but uh yeah like what do you have to say about that number game about that that pulling energy and the starving artist mentality that we have been like really subjected to like for me my biggest limiting belief has been for sure uh i can either do what i love to do or i can make lots of money like that's been something which i have been like dealing for the past ever since i've started working 8 years 7 years uh so yeah how did you like did you did you ever have that mentality Before we move forward I would want to interrupt you for a minute and talk to you about DLL membership. What is DLL membership? DLL membership is a beautiful soul-led path that I have created that has channeled through me last year in the midst of the pandemic. A space to, where I educate you, where I share with you my lessons, my learnings, my workshops. around the energetic work around the spiritual work the mindset work that has crossed my path that has come into my life and taught me what really spiritual awakening meant this work has taught me and shown me what does it mean to awaken and break the cycles to awaken and stop living life the way we have always lived and choose a new path choose a new way choose a way that our soul desires to and that it is possible it is very much possible if only we dare to look at our wounds if only we dare to dream that there is a possibility a new of living life in a new way of a new world and doing the work to rewire those neural pathways to create those new beliefs these new stories um if this is the kind of work which moves you which inspires you which makes you feel like you want to get all in then check out the deal membership it's a beautiful space with um uh, tons of workshops and meditations uh workbooks an opportunity to really do the work you also get to uh seek my personal support so check it out and i really hope to see you inside now back to your podcast conversation um i don't 
know if I ever had it to the fullest extent, but I was definitely, you know, as all of us have been in like the capitalist system where like that mentality is, is pressed upon us. Like to be a worker, to, to stay in line, to do these certain things. Um, it, it's like, it permeates everything. <laughs> um, so it is very much a process of unlearning, relearning, whatever we want to call it, of, of seeing the world in the way that we want to see and also seeing the world in the way that it is. Like creativity is literally our most valuable resource. Like when, when the AI comes and it's taking over like 90% yes. of jobs, the thing that's going to be most exciting about that is it gives people the freedom to create and our ideas, our brains, the way, the things that we can invent and, and come up with, not just in like the most literal concept of creating, which is like painting and designing and writing, but like the scientists, the mathematicians who are going to create new technologies that change everything. So yeah, it's, our creativity is the, the, that's the source of like the most wealth within us. Okay. So I think I've always seen that and believe that. And even through the people that I have always looked up to who have been like insanely wealthy from their creativity that I kind of just always saw it as an option because I chose, actively chose to, I think. Um, but it, definitely in the creative space, it's, it's like there's those two worlds, right, of like creativity and money. And they're almost can seem like they're the exact opposite thing. Like it's like, oh, I have to put like my money hat on and my numbers and get in the business zone and then I can go and create. Whereas like, I do see them as absolutely distinct, but I also see them as complementary of each other. Yeah. So especially like if you want to have your business, if you want to pay your bills through the things that you're creating, then it's so powerful to know how to do that, to know the business side of it, to know the numbers and how you can make that work for you. Um, I was listening to an interview with Kid Cudi yesterday and he was talking about um, the way he, he still makes music now and he was, he, with his, like how he gets paid, he was saying how he sees it as all of his money that comes in, he just sees it as like an art grant, like as if he's getting a grant from like uh, a university or the government. And then he's like, okay, thank you for this money. Now I can go create whatever I can dream up to create. I'm going to go spend a year creating this thing. I'll give it to the world and then they'll give me another grant so I can make more things. Mm. So I think if we see there's like that resistance of like people almost, I don't want to say wanting to be a starving artist, but it's so ingrained that that's the only option. Absolutely. That, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so many people almost don't see it as an option to be like, oh, I can like make better money off this than I would from a job. Like that's almost not in people's brains. But I think when we give ourselves the opportunity to see it as that, to see it as like the greatest way we can be wealthy or create whatever we want. And then that feeds into us being free to be more creative. Like me stressing over like being able to pay my rent or like having to work like 50 hours a week in a corporate job was not a very good zone to make art. 
Whereas me getting paid from my art has been the most freeing thing and has been the most productively creative time of my life. Yes. How, like I've been doing this for the past one and a half, two years, two years actually now. And yes, I can just like see the freedom and the, for me, it's also this, this, this spiritual freedom, I would say, to, to just feed myself, to feed my soul, which mm. can feed my creativity. And uh, I so resonate kind of like with everything, what you just said. And specifically, the example that you gave, there are a lot of people think like that. I was one of those, like I did my graduation in business economics and I chose not to go ahead for MBA and a lot of my friends everyone around me was going for MBA. Uh, that's like the most obvious choice or working. Mm. And I chose to do a writing job. But my statement, and I so clearly remember this when I was applying for the job, it was as clear. Like, uh, yeah, they won't pay me a lot and it's okay. Like I was really okay with a mm. low paying job as long as I'm doing what I love to do. Because for me, money was like, okay, cool, fine. But oh my God, if I get to do what I love to do, it's be amazing. And I actually went and followed that, I think, trajectory for a while until I recognized, uh, no, doesn't feel good. Like if I love this thing so much, it makes me so happy that I can sit on it for hours and hours throughout the day. Then I am worthy of being paid for it too. And absolutely. Uh, that was like this, uh, I wouldn't say it was as glorious moment because uh, when you recognize that, then you realize, oh shit. <laughs> no, I need to get, figure it out from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But definitely also very liberating because I remember reading this book, uh, again, Big Magic. I think it was a big influence in my artist journey. <laughs> I never considered I myself an artist before that, but somewhere she said something around the lines like, uh, do not expect your art to pay your bills and something like that. And that kind of like initially, I'm, I'm just giving an example how when we engage ourselves with certain things at certain point of our lives, it can really leave mm. a lasting impact on us. For me, even though that book is definitely incredible and I love that. I love Elizabeth Gilbert's work. Uh, but that one statement kind of like just stick to me also perhaps because I resonated with it so deeply. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I um, mean, yeah, we can like pick and choose. Yes. Like we don't yes, have to. Yes. Big magic is absolutely like one of my favorite books but like I, I yeah I wouldn't agree with every single line in it like yes. some of my favorite like songs or collections or whatever it's like you don't have to like every single detail of it it's like mm. we are free to pick and choose like that feels good for me that's what I want that's what I don't want and yeah. we can do that with like building our beliefs and forming our mindset as well yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I think you are really kind of like, even though you don't directly talk about limiting beliefs, mindset and all that stuff, it's so, it's dripping in your work. Like you are doing the work of reprogramming. <laughs> if I just like really, 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 really boil it down. <laughs> but obviously, yeah. when did you like, were you like always into this stuff or kind of like it came later into your life? Um, yeah, definitely always into it. Um, so I did my degree in psychology and was actually mm. training to be a psychologist. Um, 
And then when I went to go do my master's, I was like, oh wait, no, I don't actually want to do this job 80 hours a week. So I'm out. But like, what I actually wanted was to learn about psychology and learn about how we think and why humans behave in the ways that they behave. Um, and I think that alongside like philosophy that I'd always read from being younger and religious teachings and things like that have always like formed my ways of thinking or like allowed me to think. Like as, as silly as that might sound, like it's that interest and constantly like wanting to learn and understand like why we do the things that we do, how we can shift ourselves to change our behaviors, change our beliefs to get different outcomes. Like that is so exciting endlessly to me. And I will always be like learning about that and seeking new ways to, I guess, put it into action in, in my own life and share that with other people as well. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Bad Bitch Affirmation Deck has been like your, your, I think that's somewhat a reflection of that entire learning. And I think that kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it became like a cult classic. I think so many, like everybody from the spiritual committee has that deck. And it's just like, <laughs> uh, it, it's just kind of like, I think, you know, like a lot of people know you through it somehow. Definitely. Uh, yeah. What was the inspiration behind it? What got you to create that deck? Like, how does it, how did it came through? How did it like download it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely by accident. Um, so I always used to, in my like sketchbooks and even like on paintings, I've no idea like when I started doing this or why, but I'd always like write little phrases on it, which I think at the time I didn't even know they were affirmations. They were just like, things I wanted to tell myself and things I wanted to know and things that I wanted to believe. So I'd almost like weave them into the artworks that I was creating just organically. Um, and I, I can't remember what I was selling online. So I think I was selling like art prints and that kind of thing. Um, and I printed a new deck of, sorry, the lights coming in crazy. I printed a new deck of um, business cards and I didn't know what to put on as the pictures on them and I've been making like these artworks so I just like did heaps of them in different colors and uploaded them as the backing of my business cards and then when I got them printed and I put a picture on Instagram of like hey guys these are my new business cards look how cute and like colorful they look and immediate like I didn't really have many followers or anything then it was mostly just like people I knew in real life but immediately people were like, mm, this is a deck of cards. Like, please make this a deck of cards. So I was like, okay. And then immediately like starts Googling, how do you make a deck of cards? Like, how do I create this thing? Um, and then like spend like a year figuring all of that out. And yeah, I made my first deck, which is insane. Like it was a complete accident. And it's the coolest thing I've made. <laughs> it changed yeah. everything. And, and I've seen most of the creative endeavors, like which go, they go on to make this legacy and the success. Somehow they've been by accident. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Because you're so much in flow. You're just so much like there's no hidden agenda, or I would say this pressure, yeah. I would say. Right? Yeah. And even because, even when you look at those things, so when you bring it down to like the core of it, like these were just words that I wanted to hear 
and like if I went about it and was trying to like oh what do other people want to hear like what words can I put on these cards that other people want to hear then that's when the thing starts being like more contrived and not as personal and not as vulnerable whereas because I was just it was pure because I had no intentions with it and it was just me being like this is what I need to hear today this is what I need to tell myself and then that allows you to actually create the thing that has more impact on other people because we're all going through like different versions of the same story like our lives are so intertwined and interwoven that chances are if you feel something like I feel it or I felt it at some point in my life or I have a friend who feels that way and wants to feel another way so it's like we create these things from the core of how our experiences and that's when they're most potent Hmm. and complicated as well (laughs) it makes the whole like our whole job easier when we do that yeah and uh since then i think you've been consciously creating so even though that happened by accident you've been consciously creating how has that been like like now now that it happened yeah like you got six what do i say like your art kind of like got viral by accident but then when you started doing consciously creating it how did that change and how did how has that evolved for you over the time like how do you prep up for a creative day for example like you said you have a very creative day today <laughs> yeah so definitely with the the other decks that have followed from that it's been like a very specific process of like I want to make a deck that does this thing and it's been a lot more intentional in creating that um but still all of them have been things that I want for myself or changes that I want to make in my life or beliefs that I want to enact like with the rich bitch affirmations that was when I was like okay like I'm ready to like go fully go in on this life and be abundant in it not be like allow myself to like fall for that starving artist myth right and then like with the vortex deck that was like okay how do I like actively shift my mood when I just can't be bothered to do anything or think of anything to shift my mood so I took like the questioning out of the process and now when I'm feeling not as good as I want to be feeling I can pull a card and it just tells me what to do and I don't have to overthink it um so they've still very much come from a place of like what do I wish existed I'm just gonna make that thing that's (laughs) That's always where it's gonna come from yeah helping yourself kind of like opens the whole gateway of like that's how you kind of like and I think all artists at some point in their life have said this is something and I think I say it all the time uh this is something I wish existed when I was Mm. here yeah yeah you're you're creating for yourself 10 years ago five years ago yeah or one year ago (laughs) it's always the case that's such a cool journal prompt, I think, uh, if you want to kind of like brainstorm and do what you want to create. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what would I have wanted five years ago? I can girl. just make that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds so juicy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, how does your, 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 your week and your days look like these days? Mm. And that's something I'm really, really, really excited to know uh, because I just love, understand, because I feel like, you don't become this person or you don't create this thing in like one day. Um, not to say that there has to be any routine, but yeah, I would love to know how do you kind of like uh, navigate through this energy of creating or sometimes being into your 
business CEO mode maybe or sometimes just living life or mm. harnessing that energy to be able to create then How yeah um yeah i mean i'm someone who loves to have freedom i love to have a blank calendar i love to be able to change what i'm doing in a moment's notice um and i'm always very conscious of that like when i am planning my week or planning certain things <clears throat> um and i think it's also changed a lot like how i structure my time how i create i'm still understanding like how i create best and how i want my days to look um we were talking about this a little bit earlier of being like giving ourselves the freedom to have really long and indulgent morning routines or just mornings with like no specific routine like when we want and really feeling into like okay what does life look like when i'm not working a nine to five when i don't have somebody like controlling a large aspect of my time like how do i actually want to like live how do i actually want my days to look um and i'm still inventing that and i think i'm always like it's never like oh i know what i want every single day of the rest of my life to look it's always going to change um but for me this like process time in my life um what do my days look like i tend to like bookmark my days with some kind of like movement or exercise um which is me being very purposeful about like my own energy management so i have a lot of like physical energy but i also know that i need to activate that energy within me and that's why like exercise is so so important so i'll have like a morning like gym session or yoga or um just go for like a walk just something that gets me feeling within my body um and gets literally kickstarts my energy for the day um and then i tend to be like pretty slow in the mornings even after that like i'll do my journaling i'll write out the things i want to create i might start working on a project like in very just loose scattered drawing style um but basically i like to have mornings for like i guess i'm being quite judgmental on myself there i think it's actually my most creative zone because it is so loose and because i don't have a a plan for myself in the morning yes so some mornings i might literally just sit there and like talk to myself in my journal and some mornings i might plan out like a whole new product that i want to create or a whole new collection that i'll start working on it changes but the the point of me doing it every single day is that i'm showing up for like whatever comes on that day and there's no like expectations i'm not like okay i have an hour to think of like a new product i have an hour to think of a new like illustration that i'm going to do and this has to be done today no it doesn't matter cuz i'll show up tomorrow as well and maybe the idea will come then so if nothing comes it's okay um so that's kind of like my mornings and then in the afternoons i will usually do more like brainless things so they'll be like packing orders or doing like admin kind of stuff stuff i don't usually like have to think so much about um and then maybe i'll like have a little creative spike in the evening or in the later afternoon where I'll paint or get out my sketchbooks um and then I usually go to dance on the evenings um 
and have baths and all of that kind of thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And even though I think for somebody who, for, 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 for people who are probably not pursuing a creative endeavor in their lives, this might sound so rebellious, <laughs> so <Yeah>. on the edge, <laughs> but that's what I'm aiming for, for, for sure. Because I know, like, even I have kind of like been able to create only in the moments where there is space and there is so much of pressure out there to fill up your calendars. There's so much of pressure out there to uh, be jam packed with things. Like I think when I shifted to working for myself full time, even though I was freelancing at one point, uh, the biggest challenge was actually like, you don't know what to do with the freedom. Like it's only recently I think I realized that okay, I'm not working for somebody else and I get to have my own rules. Like you don't have to follow that whole, the, a lot of us, I think we end up following the same nine to five rules, even after leaving our nine to fives for years and years. Um, Absolutely. I definitely did. I used to like sit myself down. Like I wake up pretty early. So I'd be like sat at my computer by like seven and be like, okay, I'm ready to like work now. Like what, where's the creativity? Come on, like, let's do it. Let's make the things. And of course that, <laughs> that's just not how it works. Um, but it's been like that relearning process and like being able to not be guilty and give myself permission. And also like, again, like re reworking the like capitalist mentality of of hyperproduction as well. I say it quite a lot, but like creativity is the opposite of productivity. Like there's no, you show up this much and you get this much work done. Like, no, that's not how it works. You can have yeah. like the idea, like I always think about Dolly Parton wrote Jolene and I will always love you in the same day. And then like, that's enough creativity literally for her whole lifetime. <laughs> like you yeah. can have these huge sparks and then you can have like months where you're just going through the motions of showing up to create, but nothing really big's coming. But even still, like that is adding to your skills and your ways of thinking. It doesn't have to be like, it's, it's not going to be like a typical nine to five. And that is the whole point. point. As well. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the whole point. And I, I just so resonate deeply. Like I, I won't even call it unbelievable writing uh, two, two songs in one day, because I know sometimes I might not do. And I have been really trying, I think, especially in the last one year that it officially became a business. I had this pressure of like, okay, sit in front of the computer and do this thing. I just felt so boxed. It just felt like uh, creativity does not work like that. I love how you said creativity is the opposite of productivity because there are days when I'm super creative and I can actually churn out an entire course in like a day or two. And some days right? it just doesn't happen. It just does. Also, I'm a manifesting generator. So, and I've been like just drinking up all of human design of late. <laughs> so it's just like... Uh, I have been like such diverse passions and being all of the place, but that's something. And I think we all are innate energies when we tap into it somewhere. It comes as a contradiction to what is acceptable in the society as serious, professional, uh, whatever we aim to be when we, I think when we leave our jobs, we kind of like have mm. this, um, I would say a not very pleasant, but still a very uh, normal thing to kind of like want to prove our points. 
uh, want to prove oh, our boy. worth somehow. And that's a recipe for disaster, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like most of most of my friends and all of my family like work in I guess like the more traditional jobs and like they work Monday to Friday like they have set hours kind of thing um and definitely like for me it's been almost like a level of guilt as well of like oh my god I need to show them that like it's hard and I need to show them that like I'm working hard because like otherwise it's not fair and all of these like weird weird like learned beliefs that I've just been consciously like reworking and re rewriting for myself um of understanding that like not not everybody wants this either not everybody wants yes. this freedom like yes. so many people hate not having anything in the calendars and hate like just being like but what are you like having no structure that's an actual nightmare for so many people so if that is your strength then lean into that as your strength and like give yourself the freedom to lean into that and only then can you actually figure out like okay it's okay no one's coming to get me I can structure my days how I want like no one I don't have a boss like I'm my boss but then also being I guess disciplined enough with myself to hold myself accountable for my own visions and that looks really different on any different day and in any different season depending on what I'm creating um but yeah some days I won't work for one hour and some days I'll work for 16 hours yeah. and that depends entirely on like am I obsessed with the thing on the days where I work 16 hours it's not because I'm like chaining myself to my desk it's because I can't I couldn't pull myself away from it even for wanting to like I'm so excited about the thing I'm making um but I don't want to do anything else like in the past week or so I've been putting everything together for the creatrix coven and it's been like the second I wake up it's all I can think about I've been doing it all day every day and I'm so excited about it I'm not clocking my hours I'm not seeing like oh my god I'm spending too much time on it that's irrelevant because like probably in like next week I'll probably won't do anything for a few days <laughs> like and being able to give yourself that um, that acceptance of how you spend your time and it not being structured is not easy to learn. It's Absolutely. weird, but it's not easy to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people feel like, wow, you have, you have it easy. You, uh, you just get to decide your own schedule but that's like the hardest part honestly and, and I loved how you said that being accountable for my own visions and that may look different on every uh, on every kind of like said day or time of the week mm. um yeah I think sometimes uh going for that yoga sesh class or actually tapping or actually breathing or just taking a nap could be the way you're accountable for your vision. And some days it could be actually being on the desk or actually heading out to the cafe, uh, walking. Absolutely. That may look like. Hmm, I love that. And you already talked about it, but my <laughs> next question was about to be, what are the projects you're currently super excited about? <laughs> um, yes, I'm so excited about the Creatrix Coven. Like it's literally, you said you was in the first course and I think I, I launched of the course of it I launched like two years ago maybe that can't have been two years ago 
one year ago uh, maybe last year February last <laughs> yeah February. I'm like how much time has passed um well whenever <laughs> that was um and since even before then it, just from being someone who has been obsessed with creativity forever and and it being quite difficult to find people who are also obsessed about creativity to that extent or like have these visions and have these things that they want to create and not knowing that many people in real life who see the world like that and want to create like that and want to have somewhere to go to really dive into it and have like a community that gets you when you're talking about it um, has always been something that I've tried to find I wanted to create for myself because we create the things that we most wish existed right um so i'm so excited to like have this space so i can build that community for other people and i can be there to support other people in what they're creating and also very selfishly so i can have that place for myself to go to as well um because it's absolutely something that i want to have in my life like have a collective of creative people making things working on projects collaborating um and really yeah it's like an external way to be accountable for the things that we're creating and the things that we're bringing to life so I know even within that container I'm gonna be creating more than I ever have mm -hmm. like I can already feel that before it's even started yeah and i can just feel it the energy of it and your <laughs> excitement i think how you're actually excited about every single thing that you kind of like put it out there and uh, I, I don't even kind of like say because i think it's so obvious that that's why people love it that's why people connect to it that that's why people kind of like you go out of stock like in a day <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous at this point i'm still like needing to hire an assistant i'm just like logistically i can't even think about that but i need an assistant yeah um but. do you think as a, just wanted to kind of like wrap it up here because we're talking about people and collective mm -hmm. and you said you you'd love to have an assistant at this point because i mean i would say that's such a cool problem to have though <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> uh, but uh do you think kind of like creative people artists do we tend to isolate ourselves? Do we tend to move away from connections and people and collective and community at times? Um, and how has this been for you in your friendships and your mm. connections in the people who were in your life before this and who are right now in your life? Like, how does this play out in your life? Yeah, I think, wow. Okay, so I think creativity depends on solitude and it depends on community a hundred percent like two absolutely conflicting things but i can't see a way or can't think of an example of anyone who can create without either of them we need the solitude because we need to just be with our thoughts and when i mean solitude i mean like offline sitting down with the blank page not getting any input, not consuming things, not scrolling through like social media for inspiration or trying to get inspiration from outside of ourselves, but sitting with ourselves and thinking like, what do I want to say? How does the, how do these colors make me feel? Like, how do I want to express this thing and playing from that space? 
And then we absolutely need to then share that thing with other people. We need that community. We need to have other people's ideas to keep it alive because the solitude is only going to be worthwhile for so long. And then it's like, we we're human beings like we're community creatures we need to be able to and we want to be able to share what we've created with other people and for it to have that um like feedback that mm-hmm. keeps the the art and the creativity alive when we get feedback and then also seeing the things from other people like we were talking about earlier like i would never be able to create the things that i create without having seen other people create things without yes. seeing examples in front of me of what was possible yet you need that um yeah but as far as like creatives like isolating themselves I guess and you can get stuck in that rabbit hole of like I'm creating this thing and it is very individualistic like having your idea and wanting to get it out into the world and be like my vision's powerful I've got to share it with people this needs to be made absolutely but then it has to have a place where either you're collaborating with the people or the whole point of you creating the thing is so you can share it with the people and it can impact them as well and then that creates that little chain right of then that next person creating something that they share mm. with other people and so on and so on and also on the hand side like such a humbling experience uh to kind of like yeah. first you hype yourself up to be kind of like this artist and I'm, I'm presenting and i'm creating this badass thing <laughs> and actually then humbling down to be like be in a space to be open to receive support love appreciation just the acknowledgement i mean we cannot deny we love that and not to hype yourself up not to replace that with your self-worth but it's nice to be appreciated i mean let's just be honest totally. like, it encourages you it motivates you it uh it should not be the only fuel but it does fuel your uh i think we just as being humans i think it is our innate desire to be loved to be accepted for our art to be seen i think seen is Ooh. it's it's the it's the key yeah yeah we just want to be understood right like that's why we're making things that's yeah. why we're making like the internal external like whatever way that we're making it we're making it as like a little token that we can then like go out to other people and be like look this is a piece of me like do you like it do you like what i've made that's, I love that. it all comes down to like being a little kid like making a painting and like showing your parents it's like do you see what I made like when you put it on the fridge like <laughs> am I special like as much as we try and like hyper intellectualize things like we're just we just want to make things and show them to the people because it feels good like Ooh, I love we that. want people to get that experience from us as well yeah and if you can just for a moment just i think when you're sharing a work i think coming back to that question i asked you about sharing your work uh, this is such a great input there to kind of like just uh, once you've created your art and when it comes to sharing just detaching from the whole i am the creator and the the artist behind this and just being like i created this and i just just wanted to share yeah. like it <laughs> yeah and like if people don't like it that's also like like um, okay information as well that's stuff you can deal with that can be like okay do i need to tweak this do i need to change it so it can like have the impacts that i actually want or is it okay mm. i still love this thing that just means i'm not showing it to the people it's right for how can i find those people like everything's information 
yeah and i and i love and i, I just want to say that takes a lot of maturity and humbleness right there <laughs> oh it's not usually that easy in, in the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it just sound like wow <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> effortless <laughs> Uh, yeah, I absolutely love this conversation, Gabby. Thank you so much for being here and opening your heart Thank out you. and pouring that beautiful wisdom. As I said, your energy itself is so activating. And obviously, this episode was filled with so much of nug- golden nuggets. But uh, more than that, as I always say, you bring your most electric creative energy out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you for creating like this space as well to have these conversations. Um, because I know it's something that like I wish I could have listened to these conversations those couples of years ago when like I was desperate for finding them. So you creating like this resource for people is absolutely powerful. It's the ripple effects, like <laughs> you're doing it. Thanks. That's like the best thing I can hear for the first episode of season two. That's like <laughs> reach it. Like, here you go, you did it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being there. I really, really appreciate your energy, your art, your creativity, and just your presence. Like, I think it's not what you do, it's just who you are. And that's I think the most beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much you've like filled up my compliment cup for just all the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for being here and listening to this beautiful expansive delicious conversations i have all the details about gabriella right down in the show notes so make sure you check her out and I'll see you soon right here.